Hey, hey, everybody, Kevin here with Pursuing Pixels, and welcome back to another edition of Save It for the Cast. And as always, we're going to get to the uh, chit-chat and whatnot in just a few minutes here after I uh, rattle off some of the games and whatnot that I've been uh, getting up to lately. Although I haven't been doing a ton of gaming lately because, as per usual, or at least as of late, I don't know if you can hear the slight difference. I think I've mentioned this a couple times, but in the audio quality, I feel like there's just like a little more echo, a little more room noise uh, now that I've been packing up and gearing up for my move at the end of this month and uh yeah it was just my uh birthday at the start of this month uh at the start of September and uh on my birthday I know I've just been going hog wild on these sock pop games but uh they released their newest game right on my birthday so I feel like I was like I gotta give this game a quick shout out it's called uh Ball Spell and if you're familiar with the game Zuma which is a game that I feel like I used to play I don't know if it was on like the computers at school or if I just had some like weird I know it was on like a lot of those like compilations CD-ROM you know like family compilation 10 games in one or whatever I feel like we had a bunch of those at Best Buy although I feel like I never bought any of those so I don't really know where my Zuma experience comes from but uh, this game is like very, very Zuma inspired. And again, it's called Ball Spell from Sock Pop. And it's got like, again, just those kind of zigzagging, squiggly, spiraling, like almost like a tower defense in a way. It's like, you know, the enemies are like the puzzle pieces. It's kind of like a match three arcade puzzler, but it's got that awesome. I guess Sock Pop games don't have like a distinct style in and of themselves but again like even on their page and I've said this before I'm sure but they say like all of our games have like that like specific or that distinct sock pop energy and I think that's a great way to put it but it's got this like really great like hand-drawn squiggly art style and it's just like a little more going on than what was going on in Zuma um, in the sense that like not only are there like uh, the different like colors for the puzzle pieces that you have to like match three essentially or whatever to break the puzzle pieces apart but you're essentially like you're a wizard and you're like casting magic spells at the different like enemy types and instead of yeah just being like puzzle pieces they are like enemy types so like you might get like a green slime that once you kill it, it's like a large slime and then it blows up into like three or four smaller slimes or you might get like a, a thundercloud that like after you like aggravate it or I can't remember what exactly triggers it, but it'll like uh, for a few turns or for a limited amount of time, it'll like cast like a, or maybe it's for the uh, entire time that it's like aggravated by this like specific condition or whatever, but it like casts like a, like a fog of war or like clouds over uh the surrounding puzzle pieces so like you can't see what's on the path I mean you can remember what was there uh but the cool thing about this game as well I'm not going to get too deep into it because it is essentially Zuma with just some added mechanics but there are like five or six different levels each where you have to like beat a teacher which then gives you a new like powerful spell that you can like cycle between and unlock and then cast those at the different uh, enemy types and whatever and there's like five different level types or f yeah five or six different levels and then you can like play each of those levels endlessly after you beat the teacher on any given stage so just a really really cool uh take on zuma i guess with a really cool art style some really cool music and i'm just just so unbelievably hooked on these sock pop games it's just uh <laughs> i guess it's gonna be the the gift that uh keeps on giving but uh but I did get a chance to uh, squeeze in another hang with uh, DJ, and hopefully I'll be able to get a, a couple more in before uh, I head back to Michigan. But uh, we were able to polish off the co-op campaign of uh, Box Boy and Box Girl, which I just talked about with uh, Randall on the podcast recently. But yeah, we just had like the final world. We kept saying, how many more worlds do you think are left? And like the final world is literally called The Last World, although it is called The Last World Times 2, and you never know with video games like, okay, how many... Uh, 
I don't know how many different like final iterations of the boss are there going to be or whatever. But uh, this game is just absolutely mind blowing in the sense of how much is in the game. Because, yeah, we did polish off this like uh, co-op campaign, just the final world of it. And we really only had like three or four extra levels left to do. But again, there is a full blown extra single player campaign. And then apparently after you beat the single player campaign, because we like unlock some stuff that seemed like, oh, man, is there going to be like some like post-game or secret ending or whatever and I believe there is but I think you have to like not only beat the single player campaign but then you unlock after that a whole separate campaign uh single player campaign where you play as like a rectangle instead of a square named cutie um which is just adorable um but it's just mind-blowing and when we beat the game it said to be continued so I know when I mentioned uh with uh Randall on the podcast maybe that was just mentioning like the the post-game secret ending or whatever, but I feel like I was like, man, are they going to make another Box Boy game or another uh, entry in this series? Maybe a Cutie Boy game? <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped. I'm really glad DJ and I finally polished this off because, yeah, I don't know if I would have been able to just pick this up with anybody else. I would have had to probably start from scratch because they do kind of layer the mechanics like, you know, you learn things as you go and you kind of build on what you've uh, learned so far but since we didn't have so much left to do on that game like again there was only like three four maybe five levels uh left to complete we uh bounced over and polished off the rest of uh strikey sisters which is another game i know we've talked about on the podcast and i feel like we've been kind of a uh, little bit of like fanboys of the uh, stuff from dya games and they made uh not only strikey sisters but bot vice and i'm pretty sure I've mentioned uh, Super Puzzle Fighter, or not Super Puzzle Fighter, Super Star Path, um, which is kind of like a puzzle them up, like shoot them up, puzzle them up match three game. But uh, yeah, and Strikey Sisters is essentially like a breakout Arkanoid style game, but it's got two player couch co-op, which is, I know that was like Randall and I's only gripe about Bot Vice, which is more of like a arcade arena shooter. And I guess I'm just kind of lumping these all together because I feel like DYA does such a great job of like that. 16-bit, almost borderline 32-bit, but it really, they really do feel like, I don't know, they really feel like Super Nintendo era to me. Just something about that, like, like the color palettes they choose, like a lot of purples and greens and blues. Like, I don't know what it is exactly, but yeah, it does feel like just really amazing 16-bit pixel art, and Strikey Sisters is no exception. It's a little bit like some of the voice acting is like beyond cheesy, uh, when you're going in between, but you can just breeze right through the cutscenes, and it's only when you're like uh, squaring up against a boss. But there's like just a ton of different stages, a ton of different enemy types, and you just have to clear all the, you know, the blocks. You know, typical breakout style. And then if there are still enemies left on the screen, you have to clear all of them as well. But it gets pretty difficult towards the end. Like we were like, oh shit, this game has given us a good, good ass kick in here, but in the best possible way. But yeah, really had a good time uh, polishing off those couple of games. I kind of forgot that uh, DJ and I had made so much progress on Strikey Sisters, but yeah, just another great, uh, another like all the DYA stuff. There, I think uh, Super Star Path I think is only five bucks, but all the rest of their games are usually ten dollars, whether on Switch or on whatever various platforms. But I feel like they go on sale all the time for like two bucks or five bucks or three bucks or whatever. I feel like that's probably the only reason I stumbled across their stuff because there's just so many games on the eShop. I probably just found it scrolling through the stuff on sale and said, hey, this looks pretty cool, worth giving a chance for two or three bucks. And boy, have I not been disappointed. Like, I've really loved everything I've played from them. Uh, the only one I haven't given a chance is I, I think they might even have two like kind of horror themed, like they definitely feel like top down action RPGs. I think one of them's called like Viviette or something like that. I could be totally speaking out of turn. Um, but 
yeah, they do look uh, pretty cool, like kind of Resident Evil-ish, Silent Hill-ish, which those kind of games just aren't really what I gravitate towards typically. But knowing the DYA uh, uh, lineage and just like, uh, not lineage, but quality level or whatever, um, I'm definitely a little more inclined to say, hey, maybe maybe these might be uh, games that could get me into that genre a little bit. But uh yeah, uh, we had a quick little session, too, with our buddy Glenn in town, which has been awesome to uh, squeeze some gaming in and just get some hangs in with uh, Glenn, who uh, I know I've mentioned on the podcast before, moved to uh, Seattle, one of John and I's bandmates and just good, really good friends. Uh, but yeah, we got a quick uh, conduct together session and we were mostly just kind of hanging out and uh, shooting the shit. But it was just awesome to play a little conduct together and how quickly you can just snap right into that game. And like as long as it's somebody who's relatively familiar with uh, playing with a controller and again you're just kind of rerouting trains it's kind of like an action arcade puzzle game but like you're all simultaneous and this is another game we've talked about on the podcast before too so I'm not gonna dig deep into it but yeah it was just a perfect game where like we go from like conversing and making all sorts of mistakes to like really getting into that flow state of just like b- basically being silent and just like calling out like the number or the letter of the train or whatever or the button that's associated with it and just like you got this okay and like I just really love those games where you can just get into a total like zone out state, but you're like all on the same wavelength or sometimes totally not on the same wavelength and keep screwing each other over uh, by, you know, flipping the same uh, uh, toggle of the tracks or whatever, you know, stopping and starting the trains at the same time or whatever. It's just it's such a cool, chaotic uh, multiplayer arcade game the multiplayer being only on the switch version again that's conduct together we went into it on the uh, podcast John and I about like the whole conduct series but I, I'd say they're all recommended but I really think this multiplayer version on switch is probably the best iteration of the series and I think that's pretty much what John and I said before when we talked about it on the podcast but but yeah I wasn't even a hundred percent planning on talking about uh conduct together there but I uh, glanced out at my uh, notes here and I had it written down so I <laughs> just kept rolling I guess but yeah I think I can toss it over to uh, Randall and I from here and I will say we talk a little bit of video games for sure but we definitely get into all sorts of stuff like again my moving update process but also talking about like wrestling and just yeah all sorts of nonsense we can actually get pretty deep into the wrestling both WWE and aew apparently Randall's been like secretly watching wrestling behind our backs not that I'm the <laughs> most diehard fan but yeah Randall kind of surprised me like oh you've been keeping up with like some of the pay-per-views and stuff too funny but yeah I think I can uh, toss it over to the chit chat from here and uh, as always we'll catch you next week and until then take care I have the slightly different setup because uh, I got a sit stand desk. Ooh, and, uh, in a is that an upgrade? I'm assuming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Although I'm not, I am sitting and not standing right now because uh, I still need to get, uh, I still need to get like uh, a modern laptop to hook up to what I've got going with my like work computer station. So yeah, it's like the this old Surface computer is not compatible with it, so I still have to just use a Surface on it. But uh, no, it's been nice. Uh, but it meant that I had to change my setup a little bit to uh, lower my microphone, but it wasn't very balanced. So I'm using some DK bongos that I found to Ooh, uh, nice. balance the back of the microphone hey, stand. Are they in the box or are they loose? No, they're loose. These are loose okay. guys. I think I got them for like 
less than five dollars from some game store a uh, hundred years ago, you know. Yeah, I know I got some like stupid deal at I'm pretty sure it was GameStop and it was like ten dollars for like two sets of bongos oh, yeah. and Donkey Kong Jungle Beat. Ooh. Like it was just like it was pretty much like they were just clearancing them Man. out. Like just get these piles out of our <laughs> warehouses you know they, they were like this is the next guitar hero oh no it's not <laughs> and these things take awesome up way game, too much though. room <laughs> awesome game honestly that game is like i it's hard to call it a great it, it's such a weird like one-off thing but it really is a cool game jungle beat i know i i, I still still need to give it the time of day like i've, yeah, I've never fully played, played it, like, it twice just yeah. like played the first level i'm like oh yeah that is cool and but like yeah, I just need to stick with it and see it through because it's such a unique experience and it's made by the people that made Mario Galaxy. So, you know, Ooh, yeah. I didn't know that, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's super. That's even more interesting because, yeah, you know, that's my favorite of the 3D Marios. So. Right. At least I'm, but, I'm pretty sure that I, I've heard that before. So I might be just uh, forwarding um, bad rumors, but I thought yeah, that I had heard that. I mean, there's, you know, Nintendo shuffles around the first party people quite a bit, so yes. I wouldn't be surprised. Yes. Um, but yeah, I kind of have had the same experience with you with that game, like maybe played the first two, three levels or something and just kind of like, oh, this actually kind of works. And then like thought like I should play this someday and then <laughs> never actually have done it. I know. And it's probably reason. not even like that horrifically long to play through considering oh, it's got to be short. Yeah. <laughs> the control scheme and everything. Right. Like, yeah, the certain level yeah. of endurance needed if it's like a traditionally long platformer uh, to play with while you're slapping a controller for Not hours to mention, on like, end. the clapping mechanic yes. where you have to, like, yeah, just, like, okay. But, <laughs> yeah, the, even that worked better than it had any right it to, did. you know? It, it really, did. like, it, you never felt like, oh, it didn't register my, my clap. I know. So I'm know. sure it happened, but, yeah. But how you feeling getting over the recovery, the whole family's back to... Maybe full strength. Yeah, yeah, close. Yeah, yeah. Within the last few days or so, it's been it's been better. Although we immediately turned around and once we started feeling better, um, so we also got a um, a new water heater installed in our house because nice. The one we, the one, like when we bought the house, this water heater was, was here and it was from like 1997. And they basically say like after 10 years, your water heater is not giving you what it should anymore. Basically like okay. if it's an old school, traditional water heater, it's like no longer in peak form after 10 or so years. And As in like you're paying for more energy than it's actually like putting out essentially. Like yeah, it's not it's just, able to keep up kind of. Right. It's it's having to work harder to give you worse results. And you're. Gotcha. You're, you, this costs more energy and water. Like because then you're also letting the water run for longer to get to the hot water in the first place. Right. And then and there's the less only hot so water. big. Yeah. yeah. Like so. But, you know, we were just letting it limp along. We We got it like kind of repaired early on because we had homeowners insurance and had them do a bunch of things in this house because it wasn't upkept but that's how I, to be fair that's how we were able to buy it in the first place so I, yeah I can't yeah complain about that um for sure that's like get it now and then <laughs> chip away at fixing up the things as you as you're able to you know but exactly. then you're able to kind of like get a place that you like right off the bat but then yes. you can customize it and like okay cool now we can afford to do this okay let's fix up let's make the living room the way we want it or you know whatever the various yes. updates need to be obviously a water heater is less <laughs> exciting oh yeah but I, but i bet you it still kind of is when it's your house and you know you're just like oh i gotta upgrade at least it's not like 
I don't know, up buying something that I need in my apartment that's just going to, you know, go to waste. Eh, but even then, I, I'll tell you, like uh, pretty much everything from our apartment living, we transitioned into this house. Like nice because our apartment was a lot smaller than this house is. We were like, oh, I mean, we need furniture, and yeah, like our apartment furniture is still cool enough to be like our downstairs furniture for the most part, and like just kind of mix and match, and pretty much everything you know got brought in and is still being used one way or the other. So it's like nice. Yeah, but uh, yeah, it's just been a series of replacing stuff like that. So we got like a heat pump water heater, which like basically takes it's it's this crazy thing where it like takes the like heat out of the air surrounding it through a fan and turns that into like hot water and expels the cold from it. And it's just like the technology is kind of nuts. Uh, so it, is there no tank anymore? No, there's still there still is a tank of of water. Yeah, it's okay. not like an on demand one, which is like a tankless design. We thought about that too, and those are a lot smaller. But this was yeah. supposed to be like the most energy efficient thing, and it's uh, our like local utility company was offering a really good deal to do it, like zero percent financing to like get this one that's already picked out and they already had the contractor picked out and you just had to basically nice. say i want to do this and you can and i'm like oh geez we've been talking about doing this at some point and you know this kind of fell in our lap might as well just do it now so all that to say we did that but before we could do that we had to clear out our garage because a lot of our apartment stuff and whatever else was also still yeah. like in there from our move and like it was like kind of organized but not really because you know you get like stuff in the mail and then those cardboard boxes are in there and there's just like oh, bikes that kind of don't work and this and that yep. and like game boxes that i've been holding on to forever and like just a bunch of stuff right yep like so the last three four days we've been like once we're done with work and put fiona down to go to sleep we've just been all hands on deck since we felt better to like clear out the garage so that it was like in a in like in a better condition and like rearranged and we got rid of a bunch of stuff and donated a bunch of stuff and did you get did you keep those game boxes did yeah. you get rid of game boxes of course i'm i'm a knucklehead so i had to keep the very important game boxes that take up real estate in my house I know I'm so torn on like I there's like some of them I definitely want to like I still have a bunch of like Game Boy Advance game boxes mm -hmm. that like I, I, I didn't keep a lot Me of my too. like Super Nintendo era I was too young to, yeah. to know what I was doing back then yeah but I would definitely keep those if I had them but then I, I like still have like the outer box for like we play and I'm just like what am I doing <laughs> with this like why, why do I still have this like tucked away somewhere it's always like making its way like it's one thing to keep like the Super Mario like I can't remember if it was 25th or 30th I think it was 25th anniversary the thing on the Wii yeah that came with like the soundtrack but in, in like book. a DVD case like yeah. it's like okay that that outer cardboard box even though mine kind of ripped actually yeah but uh it's like okay i'll i'll keep that but we play do i really <laughs> need to have this box like i'm kind of, now that i'm getting ready to move i feel like i'm kind of in like a similar yep mode that you were in in the garage just like okay what do i really need to keep here what boxes of these do i need yep what can i get rid of yep um so far i'm kind of i i haven't like axed anything yet but i definitely i do have furniture that i'm just like i'm 
I'm leaving this behind. Yeah, and I mean, if you've gotten your use out of it, that's fine. And someone else will probably grab it anyway if you just put it outside for what that's worth. Like, yeah, you know, I've I've gotten some of my furniture that way. I I'm mean, just yeah, like, oh, that too. fits my record player perfectly. Look yeah. at that thing, and it's like somebody clearly just set this outside because yeah. <laughs> they're moving or something. Yeah, you know? we've done that um, countless times. There's like that's the right move. Like in, <laughs> why in the city, anything? yeah. In the city, and if you like, yeah. if it hasn't like rained or you know something where it's going to get all mildewy, if it's mm-hmm. something that's like you know, and I I don't think I would take anything like eh. I was going to say I don't think I'd take anything like a couch, like if it was like a fabric couch, you know, I, I wouldn't want to be like lounging on some alley couch, right. but yeah, I'd say if it's like a, it's we would like took like we've taken like bar stools and we've taken you yeah know, like strollers and things like oh that, nice you know stuff yeah I've like gotten that. like a bookshelves yep. and like nice shelf that like fit my fits like a record player on top of it perfectly and then i actually just put like notebooks and stuff underneath but i can't remember. maybe it didn't fit but i it looked like it was going to be like perfect height to then like also put like a you know 25 records or whatever like underneath the yeah. thing i don't it might be a little too uh not quite high enough uh. for that but still yeah i found like a bunch of little side tables and little just one-off things and again yeah like the, literally at the end of the month if you live in a city it's just like ripe for the picking people yeah. just like hey this is just easier like you know they either because a lot of times i'm like overly ambitious like okay i'm gonna donate all this stuff and then like the moving date creeps up on me and i'm just like okay i gotta just dump this <laughs> some of it, of it. you know yeah I, I donate as much as i can but yep. I, there's always some stuff that gets just left behind or whatever so and there's some stuff that goodwill won't take anyway so it's yeah like, exactly exactly what are you supposed and to this, do I'm in a situation where this is actually the first apartment I've ever lived in where I, I just had like a move in fee when I moved in. I didn't have like a uh, deposit. So like I just paid the fee when I moved in and I don't I'm not going to get it back, but I don't have to like do anything huh. <laughs> before I leave. Yeah. So I'm kind of like, OK, I might like like some of the Ikea furniture and whatever and some of the stuff. I'm doing. I'll just leave it in the building and. Yeah, they can move it out. I'm going to take out as much as I can because I really do like the landlords here. Like he used yeah. to come to the restaurant I work at all the time. But given my health condition and stuff, I don't want to be like trying to lug, you know, desks outside no, by myself. Not by yourself. No, absolutely. Thankfully, not. thankfully, Johnny boy lives right across the street. Yes. Not to take advantage, but he's already been like, let me know when you're moving anything. You know, yes. I'll, I'll give you a hand. So you are so, actively moving. I can tell the shelves behind you no longer have Criterion DVDs. Not a on single them. one. All the all the DVDs and well, Blu-rays, Blu-rays. in that case, but mo- mostly Blu-rays, but some DVDs. Yeah. But, um, yeah, they're all packed up. Uh, wow. I think, did I tell you that like the, I got like that thing in the mail or not in the mail, they slid it under my door. I think maybe, maybe I only was talking about it to John or he was over when it happened. I th- I think we might've talked about it on the podcast, but like they put that notice saying like they were taking everybody off month to month oh, started, and like upping mm-hmm. the rent by a little bit. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, uh, rather than I'm not going to like sign another year lease right. or anything like that. And I, again, being that I know the landlord and he I think he likes me. I like him. I'm pretty sure like you've been there a I, while. Yeah. Uh, I, I think like six or seven yeah, years now or something. Yeah. So, and this is the first time they've ever raised the rent. So I'm not, I'm wow. not even upset. It's more just like it, it just nudged up my, like I kept saying, okay, I'm going to move by April. Okay. I'm going to move by October. Okay. I'm going to move by the end of the year. And then it's like, okay, nope, I'm moving by October 1st. Cause I'm not about to sign another year lease. Like I said, I'm sure I could talk to him and be like, Hey, can I stay till December, you know, and sign sign a lease to then and then yeah be out but i'm just kind of like eh, i might as well maybe this is the kick in the butt that i needed because i just kept pushing it off so right um man yeah so that's the plan i'm actually uh tomorrow morning assuming that i feel like it i might end up going back uh 
Saturday, but Saturday's my mom's birthday. So I was like, oh, you know, oh, I'm going nice. to load up my car, take a, a load of stuff home. Unfortunately, actually, uh, just yesterday, I found out that my aunt passed away. Oh, shit. I'm sorry. Um, so kind of a double whammy wow. <laughs> going home for that. I don't even I don't know if they're doing a funeral or anything. They're always, my fam, my dad's side of the family is always kind of weird about that stuff oh, so for whatever on, reason. The aunt's on your dad's side. Yeah, 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 my dad's sister, yeah. yeah. And she she had been struggling for a while, so it's like yeah. it's obviously sad and yeah, thanks by the way. Yeah. Um, but uh yeah, it's obviously sad, but it's kind of like as soon as I texted my cousin, he was like, "Oh man, he's like when I got the news, he's like as bad as it sounds. He's like it's like the best news I've got in a long time just knowing that she's not suffering anymore." So I think yeah. it was a little bit worse too than the rest of the family knew. She was kind of just like keeping it quiet, I think. Right. Yeah, so. yeah, I've got some ants in particular in that same sort of circumstance, and they've been hanging on for a while. But it's, yeah, not great, not a great life. Yeah, yeah, it's it really is. It, it's hard to watch somebody care about like that, just like struggling day to day. Like even even knowing like you know the struggles that I have, which are nothing compared to that kind of stuff. And I'm like, I know how hard my day to day is to deal with, so I just can't even imagine. You know, that's what I try to keep it in perspective. You know, between covid going on or whatever virus these days and then you know you know obviously you know stuff like cancer or whatever i'm just kind of like okay you know i've I've got my struggles my pain my discomfort and it is you know it it can be infuriating and even borderline like debilitating at times but it's just like man it could just be so much worse like it you know not that that's a good thing to put it in that perspective but it's i guess it's helpful to just be like man okay i'd Things can always be better, but they can always be worse. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's it's hard to it's hard to complain too much when when something like that smacks you in the face with an even harsher reality. Right. And so, yeah, you're just like, oh, man, I just worry that my clothes, you know, feel twisted and uncomfortable and, you know, distracts me like, God, man, I just can't even imagine. So, right. Man. Yeah, a little, little bit of a bummer because it's always like a bummer too when you're like, oh, I'm going home for my mom's birthday. Like, yeah. let's celebrate and all, oh, but this is going on in the background. You know, it's just kind of like, I don't know, but good timing, I guess, for the the trip home regardless. I was looking forward to getting some of the boxes out of my apartment. Sure. Yeah. Just kind of like I'm, I've basically just been stuffing everything in a box and then stuffing that box into my bedroom. And I kind of ran out of, not ran out, it's like, like I can't get more. And I have some huge boxes left. Yeah. Uh, I picked up some boxes from my friend Shamika. And uh, they gave me a bunch of their U-Haul boxes because she had just moved recently. Yeah. And uh, but some of the boxes she gave me are just huge. And like the (laughs) stuff that I would need to put in them are pretty freaking heavy. So I'm just like, I don't know if I can use these because like I know, like unless I just put like towels in here or something, that's like the only thing I can think of, which I I, I guess I could like put some clothes. But even still, these boxes are huge. Yeah. Yeah, you're right, because most of the time when we moved, we tried as much as possible to avoid, I I can picture the type of box size you're talking about. And it's just like, yeah, it's just a back. I don't even know what you're supposed to put in it. Like, yeah, they're definitely meant for like two people to care. Yeah, I get, yeah. Pillows, (laughs) blankets, but even that's like, can get kind of heavy, you know, clothes and stuff. But yeah, yeah, Yeah. it's, it's brutal, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to the movie. It's like, I'm dreading it and looking forward to it at the same time. I just kind of like, we were actually talking with uh, like once I had mentioned that I was getting ready to move the uh, Malo uh, band that I play with. Yeah. Uh, like Jacqueline was reaching out like, oh, we got to, you know, try to record before you leave. And like I was at first was kind of like, yeah, let's try to maybe figure it out. And, I, you know, after a couple like actually thinking about it and just like I was just like, I'm already stressed out as heck about moving like maybe after. And like eventually I was just like, OK, I like 
right now I just can't play drums and like I just don't even want to think about it right now. Like I might be able yeah. to like jump behind the kit and play for a few minutes, but like I really can't be like practicing and like right. even even when it comes to like uh, singing or playing like guitar. Like as uh, the last time that we got together and did like a, a boss fight jam session too with uh, without Glenn, but just with. Uh, uh, John and our buddy Mikey and I think yeah. our buddy Dan was there with us too but like it was like a week or two or like after that where I was just like wiped out my body was killing me Man. like even more than usual so I was just like you know like if I'm like if the juices are flowing and like on that one night and it's just like okay yeah let's jam and I'm feeling up for it and like I'll pay the price the coming days but I just can't really be like okay we're gonna commit to jamming on Wednesday at this time and working on the right. songs and you know, going to the studio or even if it was like a smaller scale recording, you know, but just I was just like, I just don't have it in the tank right now, even to like have the heart to like care enough about it. You know, like yeah. I just don't ha I just like can't put my heart into it. Not well, yeah. not care enough about it. it's not the right way to put it. But yeah, I don't have like I can't put my heart into it right now because I just don't have enough energy when you're in chronic pain it, it saps your energy. Exactly. That's a that's the perfect word. Truly. Yeah, truly. It does. No, there's no doubt about it. Like, and I'm not, yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't even say I, I have chronic pain. I just have like chronic muscle, like irritation. And it's enough to like sap my energy yeah. and like pull like 10% of my brain away. Right. You know, it's just like, but it's nothing on like your level. That's, and that's disappointing because I know you were doing that program and it seemed like things were getting a little bit better for a while there. Well, I, the thing is, I still do feel like I'm getting a little bit better and yeah. making slow and steady improvements. But that's part of why I kind of made the decision to just be like, I can't do it right now or and and probably not like I just don't want to even have it on the plate right now. Like, I just want to be like, OK, I'm just I'm not a drummer right now. Maybe yeah. I will be again someday. But like right now, I'm just not drumming anymore. Yeah. <laughs> like like in a in a band, you know, drumming in particular. Yeah. It's yeah. Just, but even oof. honestly, singing is like just as brutal, like the tightness of like my muscles and stuff, mm. like until I can get that under control. And maybe the singing will help. Like I do think about a lot like, hey, I used to do I used to drum and sing all the time and now I don't use those muscles anymore. Yeah. So part of me is like maybe I need to start doing those things again. But what I was thinking is like once I started improving was when I finally stopped because I got in that cycle of like feel a little bit better. I think I've said this before, but like feel a little bit better then you know, OK, I'm feeling better now. Start like applying for jobs like crazy. Mm -hmm. And just like that became my main focus. And then I lost track of the physical stuff. And then I started slipping, started feeling like shit again. Then I'm like, I, oh, I can't imagine even working. And like, you know, mm -hmm. a couple interviews fall through and then all of a sudden you're back at square one. So I was like, honestly, and once I like just decided, OK, I'm definitely going to move home. I don't know exactly when, but I'm going to move back to Michigan and I'm going to just focus on my health situation until I can get it under control. Like, you know, that and like just focusing on that. And it doesn't involve all that much. You know, it's just like me doing the few, you know, exercise with the resistance bands mm -hmm. and the medicine ball and yep. all the various things or not the medicine ball, but the yoga ball. Um, yep. and just doing those exercises. And I was like, the thing that's helped me is just sticking to that regimented routine, like not varying from that at all. Like I might take a break or go a little harder on some days, but I'm not really like throwing into the mix, like band practice and, right. you know, bartending or any, any of the stuff like I used to do. And like, I have been making some minor improvements. So I'm just like, I really, I can't, throw that into the mix you know and then again if i would have like committed to that and then now my aunt passing away it's just like oh man i just, like it would just be way too like not that i knew that was going to happen but right 
just like I'm <laughs> it's just I can't have the music stuff on my plate other than you know, yeah, just to jam for fun or... I mean, yeah, even if it's a thing you like doing, it's another thing to do, right? And it's, yeah, it's... Yeah, and it might be, like, a thing that I can, like, maybe noodle around with, like, my MIDI keyboards mm-hmm. or, like, play some acoustic... Like, I still might be able to noodle around with, like, some home recordings in the basement once I'm back home or... Yeah. Uh, once I have, like, a setup to, you know, do some stuff and have it, like, conveniently ready to go when I'm feeling up to it. But, yeah, it's just, like, yeah, I just, like, can't... like of envisioning myself like spending a whole day in the studio and you know being behind the kit whether even being behind the kit or not but just like you know yeah like you were saying like it, your brain gets pulled away when mm-hmm. you're in like the pain and stuff like yeah there's sometimes when i'm streaming and i'm like i can feel the pain creeping in and i'm like okay i gotta wrap this up soon because yep. i can clearly feel myself like you know kind of falling out of the zone or whatever yep yep it's 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 irritating but there's yeah there's nothing you can do besides stick to the routine of trying to get better. Yeah. And it's a goal therapy. to strive to strive towards, you know, to be like, cause I, like I did say, I was like, my goal is to eventually get back to feeling up to playing music, yeah. but I just gotta like, I gotta not have like all these things that I'm trying to get back to doing this and right. doing this and doing this. And you know, I got a one step at a time, like, and it does suck. Cause like, again, it's like, I don't want to walk around and, you know, be bitching about my pain all the time or, you know, and it's not, you know, it's, it doesn't even justify it most of the time. Cause you just deal with it. But like, yeah, you know, it, I do like, again, like when, if you hear me talking or if you just, you know, I'm not, if you just meet me at the grocery store or whatever, you know, you're never going to know that I'm in chronic pain really, right. you know, it's only like, if I'm, if it actually like affects my life and, uh, if it like comes into play in the, my relationship with you in some way, then you'll know about it. But like otherwise, like there's no real reason to talk about it all the time, you know, because right. right. it's exhausting. To t- it's like all you think about all the time. Right. So like honestly, when when you're like talking to somebody else, it's like, oh, finally, just a break from a distraction. Yeah. So, yeah, I hear that. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you're, I mean, you're doing that, the move. You're making the move. Making the move. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I'm looking forward to it. I could tell my dad was kind of stressing out because I was like, I'm going to, you know, bring some boxes back and I don't know where I'm going to put them, you know, because they just uh, put a little expansion on the house. So I was like, oh, you know, they're my I could tell my dad's stressing out. So I texted my brother like, hey, do you have some room in the basement if I need to, like, chuck some things like I'm going to rent a storage unit yeah, uh, or do one of those pods or whatever. So I was like, I'm pretty sure I'm not even going to have to worry about it. But I was like, I could just feel dad sweating it already. Why? Um, what is not, he thinking? Not, you told him what was going to happen. No, I think he's he like thinking? thinking, I think he's thinking like, I just got like, we're just kind of getting things situated, like with the addition and like getting things like sort of organized. And then I'm about to come in and dump all my shit in the house. <laughs> um, so I get where he's coming from. But I was like, I don't really have that much stuff. It's not like, and I'm not looking yeah. to like. You've never been back. someone that has a lot of stuff. I mean, you have your collections. Like I have, a, yeah, like the, but those don't like, honestly, like my criterions and like games all fit within a handful of boxes like right. they don't take up that much no, space no you've been um, pretty responsible about not letting it creep into a nightmare yeah and <laughs> over the last again like since all the pandemic and being unemployed for so long and whatever i've just kind of been like hey i'm just not really buying a ton of games you know i'll pick yeah. up a few things on sale here and there or strikers when it comes out because thankfully i've still you know i'm bleeding through it but i've still got some good savings where i'm like yeah okay when it's something i really want to get and don't want to miss out on i can I can snag it and it, you know, doesn't 
totally break the bank. And I'm, you know, I'm definitely lucky and fortunate to have a situation where I can crash with my folks for a little bit. I'm oh, not yeah. looking, I'm not looking to do that no, for very long. I'm definitely not. like, man, as soon as I can figure out a, a way to get back, but I'm like, it just definitely helps the cause of like, I don't have to like find a place while I'm trying to move at the same time. It's just like, okay, I can like get settled back in Michigan, put again, have my stuff in like a storage unit or wherever I have it. And like, give myself a little time to, you know, you know, figure out some income and whatever and exactly. you know, figure out a work situation or, you know, in the meantime, my brother lives right down the street, just had the baby so I can help out with that a little bit. I think my sister just moved home too. like she's going to be moving back home. So but they, the whole family's all, coming so back to Michigan. Your brother lives like li- literally down the street from your. Yeah, parents? like, wow. yeah, like, you know, five, 10 minute drive. Wow. Max. Like it, they live on the same like they they don't literally live on the lake, but like right around wow. like the neighborhoods right around the same lake. So okay. it would be even closer if you didn't have to kind of go around the lake to get there. But sure. yeah, super, super close. Cool. That's nice. So looking forward to like just doing stuff like, you know, like my brother was like, oh, I'm looking forward to doing football Sundays and stuff yeah. like that. And I was like, yeah, you know, I've been like because since I don't have like cable or I don't even have an antenna or anything like that, right. like I've watched a couple Super Bowls and a few games here and there that I've randomly been able to catch on like Thursday night Amazon or whatever right. the heck, you know, I've been able to randomly see. But I've kind of fallen out. of. I think we yeah, we've talked about it a bunch on the podcast where I'm like, oh, man, every time I go home, I catch like a little bit of sports action and it kind of <laughs> wets my whistle a little bit. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I kind of forgot about how into all this stuff I used to be and like oh, yeah. get sucked into it pretty easily again. So Michigan's big for its sports. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. And it's like, again, like once you're around, like my cousin's really big into it. So like oh, yeah. once you're around, like it's, you know, just like with, uh, like my friends here in Chicago, like when there was like a good crew of us that were into watching like the wrestling and stuff, it was yeah. like, okay, I'll, I'll just lean into this wrestling stuff because like, yeah, it's enjoyable enough. Oh, yeah. And it's an excuse to get together, you know, once yeah. a month or oh, once yeah. every other month for a pay-per-view. Absolutely. You know, so no, and it, kind of, actually, the, the last one I watched, uh, SummerSlam, was actually uh, pretty nice. entertaining. Uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. We have Peacock both for so I can oh, watch my yeah. silly wrestling and uh, Fiona can watch Curious George. So, you know, that's I forgot about that, like yeah. merger, because like yeah. it's sort of weird because do they still have all the like old stuff, too? Yeah. On there. Like, OK, interesting. Yeah. yeah. Is it like its own separate like part of Peacock? I mean, sort of like there's like uh, there's different categories at the top. And one of the categories, like most of them are genres or saying like, you know, uh, kids or movies or TV. And then there's one that's yeah. just WWE. Is a, is a category gotcha. and then it's just like its own little channel portal basically okay because i was gonna say i could imagine it being like just a fucking mess if they're all just mixed in you're <laughs> like let me check out the sports section and they literally have like every episode of monday night raw <laughs> ever aired yep <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if it's that extreme i know they have all the pay-per-views but i'm oh, pretty yeah. sure they have all the like shows of, or at least the vast majority of them i think they do, i mean certainly the old school stuff there's there's like a ton of that i think there's probably some right stuff with like the the, the newly aired stuff probably can't go up on there besides the pay-per-views but yeah. yeah no it's uh and i mostly just watch the pay-per-views and occasional like documentary about some old wrestler or whatever but that's 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 pretty much the extent of what i'm using it for currently and, but, the, uh, and you cool. only watch i'm guessing you only watch those documentaries when it just auto rolls after you finish <laughs> watching the pay-per-view and you're just like oh yeah, i kind of remember batista or whatever <laughs> no it'd be like uh one was like a mick foley one and I'm like oh yeah i like mick foley i'll watch mick yeah foley's some documentary 
some of those like, uh, you know, like legendary wrestlers, they're kind of like a little more. Yeah, there's like a little more of a story there. Yeah. Um, like I would even be down to watch like Shawn Michaels yeah. or. Yeah. Um, I'm kind of over Undertaker. Yeah, Undertaker it, like, is pretty. I, I I am the same. I like I'm like please let uh, you know. I know people liked Undertaker. I guess I didn't watch. Like my heyday of watching wrestling would have been like right around the time like I was entering like late middle school, early high school. Which yes, Undertaker was around, but it, like he wasn't really the main deal by that point. You know, I think his real heyday was more like mid 90s and that was before i was really watching uh yeah. so like the only undertaker i knew was the, does the limp biscuit uh american oh, badass american badass yeah uh, coming then, out like, on the motorcycle from there just got like and then you know he got older and older and i i wasn't watching for like at least a 10 15 year span and then for some reason he was still around and i'm like oh no this guy's just too old to do this anymore and, oh, and i don't God. have the nostalgia to put up with this <laughs> it was painful. I had the nostalgia, at least to a, a not like, again, I was never like a diehard wrestling fan. Yeah. Like I mostly liked it through my cousin growing up, but yeah. like, I've just always like known people who liked it. So inevitably watched it and, and enjoyed it. But yeah, like for like five years in a row, we would get together for WrestleMania. I'm just like, yeah. Oh, they, and they'd make this huge deal. Oh, Undertaker. Undertaker's going to be fighting AJ Styles. Oh, yeah. And you're like, oh, Undertaker's yeah. going to die in this match. <laughs> like for real, for, roll him out in a casket yeah. for real. Yeah. It, it, like there was one match against uh, Roman Reigns and he, I, I think he ended up coming back like two more years after this, yeah. at least one. Cause I remember thinking like, okay, there's no way he comes back after this, but he like tombstones Roman Reigns and you could tell he's like, just buck his knees. Just yeah, like, buckle. I'm like, no. he's going to break his neck, man. Yeah, like, <laughs> like you're going to kill not his own. Kill he's the talent. Uh, yeah, exactly. You shouldn't be doing this anymore. <laughs> like, and, and it almost felt like he knew that every one of those matches wasn't that great. And mm. then he was like, I got to go out on a better one. And I'm like, well, the That's next year you're not going to be better. No. You're going to be even worse. Yeah. Like at and it's best, like you had your heyday. Like right. just retire. Like you had go your out heyday. on a note. Yeah, lose to somebody and just that's the end of your career. That's exactly. how every that's how every legend goes out. They get like taken down yes. by their like either their rival or the new next up and comer. It's a, you like, know it's a little uh, bit cliche, but like Shawn Michaels did with uh, with Rick uh, Flair. Ric Flair. Although Ric Flair just wrestled again a few days ago. At Are you 77. serious? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, talk about a freaking madman. But he's in better shape than Undertaker, probably, <laughs> yeah, probably. still. I bet he's at least probably. got, like, the tenacity. Oh, if yeah. Not, like, he still Undertaker just looks like he was, like, sluggishly, like, <laughs> you know. Yeah, Ric Flair just looks like he's, like, about to, <laughs> literally about to pop well, <laughs> at any you time know, you see him. When you live your life on the edge for, uh, you know, 60 years or so, I think that's how it goes. It's yeah. <laughs> Some of those, yeah, when you see those old, like, 80s, uh, I guess maybe even, like, early 90s a little bit, but mostly those 80s wrestling, like, promos. Ooh. They are so brutal and cringe and, like, yeah. just so, like, it, not just him, too, you know, like, all of them, but they're just, like, screaming at the screen, like... Oh man, it's steroids just steroids and cocaine is probably a hell of a mixture, I'm sure. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> seems like yeah, seems like the 80s and 90s were pretty wild times at WWE. It's kind of nice to see. I think Vince McMahon just like He's gone out. now, yeah. He's completely out, which was also why I was excited to watch SummerSlam and Yeah, that kind of has me a little more interested yeah. too. Like it almost has me wondering if like with Cody Rhodes just coming back yeah. is that kind of 
that kind of left like a shitty taste in my mouth because I was all like rooting for AEW. Right. Like, yeah, like, get, yeah, stick it to WWE. I hope right. they grow even bigger than them. And I'm like, how did... How is like one of the founding yeah. members of AEW and from best that everybody says, it's like he literally just went back for the money. It's like, how does the how does that happen? Like, that seems just so lame. It seems unless like, it was like planned all along or something. I don't know if it was planned all along. I think there was like a contract thing with AEW. And I know like obviously his, he comes from, you know, wrestling royalty where his dad wrestled for WWE in the past. Yeah. And I, he wrestled for WWE in the past yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think the idea was like, Oh, I made myself like a bigger deal at the rival company. And now I'm going to come back as like a superstar and you're going to treat me like such and pay me like such. And you know, that's true. Cause he always was kind of like, just like, he wasn't like a jobber, but he definitely was just kind of like he'd be in matches and he'd win and he they'd even give him like a little run here and there. But right. I actually remember like it was when I was watching. I think I was still living in Michigan. So it was a long time ago. Um, but like they would I, occasionally maybe even they were a full blown tag team. But it was him and Ted DiBiase's son. Oh, wow. As like a tag team together. And <laughs> Ted DiBiase's son. I don't even remember what his first name yeah, was. It might have just been, it might have been Ted. Yeah. Um, but he was uh, he was kind of bland and just sure. kind of boring and lame. Sure. And Cody paired with them also was kind of boring and lame. <laughs> I, re- I remember uh, my, there was one. Uh, I think it was just a Monday Night Raw or whatever, because on Mondays I would go over to my cousin's house and we would watch. Uh, I think we would watch a movie and then watch Raw or vice versa, or we would just like play video games. Yeah. It was just kind of like a routine. And there was one episode of uh, Raw where uh, Cody Rhodes like said something about um, he was he was just like talking, you know, before a match or whatever, sure. just like talking a little crap or whatever. Sure. And uh, said something about like the timekeeper, but he was like, in the, we like we're gonna have to call in a guest time keener <laughs> and just he said it with like so much confidence and then like didn't do anything to correct himself just kept going it yep, was just be like, so well, funny on. yeah going. and we i remember like we would just we were like digging everywhere on youtube trying to find that clip i don't think we ever found it but so because somebody in the crowd was just like time keener, time keener. <laughs> the time keener you can always count on the wrestling fans that, that's another thing that gets lame about wrestling though too oh, it's just fans. like all yeah well the chanting like it's like, do you have to do every? Ch- do you have to do the yes, yes, yes chant like every single time? I can like, live just, with that more than I can live with the fucking what thing that drives like any, me insane. Yeah, any. Well, just like any of the stuff that's just like part of the script, practically. Where yeah. it's just like you know, it's oh, annoying. somebody said, oh, Ric Flair, woo, woo. Like it's fun for a second. But I when get it. Like when I it's get, like, like call and response the yeah, whole time. Right. It's like, oh yeah. It's like y'all aren't part of. I mean, you're kind of part of the show, but you're really trying too hard to be part of the show. Fans, like, calm down for a second, you know. But I get it. People, a it's lot of people, fun. they when only go there. to one show and they want to see their favorite wrestlers and they're getting excited about it and be and part they of, a lot it, of drinks. Yeah. So yeah. it's. You know. I got to say the the best one that they ever came up with was back before they were on the Peacock Network and they had their own WWE Network. Yeah. I think it's just all it was called. Um, it was nine ninety nine a month. And just, yeah. just all the time people would just chant nine ninety nine. Oh, my God. Nine ninety nine. They must they probably were like promoing it on like the, uh-huh. the Jumbotron. Or yeah. Whatever, but I always thought that was hilarious. <laughs> like we're just watching a pay-per-view and everyone's nine ninety nine. That's funny. pretty good stuff. No, Pretty it's it's that that SummerSlam was better, and apparently Triple H is the one that's the head of creative running the show, and that's what people have wanted for a long time. So, and I will say, when my friends would like 
because yeah, like DJ would always like watch every week, like yeah. Raw and SmackDown, and like we for the most part, I would just pay attention, like you were saying, like pay per views and yeah. stuff. But I would for a while. Uh, because I had my, I had access to my buddy Glenn's uh, WWE network, so yeah. I would sometimes watch the NXT episodes, yeah. and it was when everybody at least said like, "Oh, this is like Triple H yeah. is why this is that so awesome." Thing. Yeah, and oh, it was sweet. And yeah. I will say, most of those uh, people that were wrestling there—I shouldn't say most of them, but a lot of them—are over at AEW now. Oh, and. It definitely makes me want to watch because, yeah, I, I absolute NXT was awesome. Like it felt yeah. like, it felt like the old school like '90s era. Like when I used to love wrestling, yeah. or at least it was into it a little bit more as a kid. But without, like, it still had the over the top and like the kind of, uh, like not quite insane like violence, but they definitely a little bit more like than because once like WWE went. TV PG, which I don't know how they get away with that, but <laughs> once they <laughs> yeah. did, like they yeah. really like stopped doing all like the just super gross stuff. Right. But at least there's like less of that in AEW. Like they're yeah. like it has that same energy of that era of wrestling, but it doesn't have like the just super like gross side of things. Or at least I didn't see that. That's that's good because I yeah the hyper violence and the uh, the the bloody faces and stuff gets uh, that's that's not really my bag. I'm not really well and just like that. Val Venus coming out there in like a towel and <laughs> yeah. like yeah, hello ladies, you know it's just like I don't I'm not really here for that. I've got like AEW is kind of like actually about the wrestling like yeah. they actually like like every wrestler like they keep their stats like they have like a stat card like when they have yeah. a match like it'll be like oh they're you know 13 three and whatever like boxers basically yeah like yeah. they they basically like you know pretend like there's a running you know from the day the company started to you know to the day it ends theoretically right. they're gonna keep everybody's stats which is i think that's pretty cool yeah yeah um, yeah it is it, like and i'll say uh i did it woof but it was it was gruesome. Uh, you probably heard about it, like Cody Rhodes' match against Seth Rollins, like a few months back, uh, in a cage. And I don't know. Oh. I don't know if I heard about it. Uh, so Seth Rollins or uh, Seth Rollins and and Cody Rhodes had like a series of matches. But I caught this last one, which was a, a Hell in a Cell cage match. And yes, but uh, uh, Cody Rhodes had like a legitimate pectoral like tear. Oh. Oh, yes. And his whole chest was purple and it was I did see that. It, it was like I I kind of didn't even want to watch it, but it, it but you get you can't say that guy doesn't like wrestling. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, he's a diehard. Oh, There's no god. doubt about it cuz yeah, I I did see I think Ooh. DJ uh showed me that because i think last time we talked like uh we were talking about that like multiplayer session that uh John yeah. DJ and I had. And uh, he left his uh, sunglasses over here <laughs> and he was so a couple of days later, he was like, hey, you want to grab some breakfast and I can pick up my uh, sunglasses. And we ended yeah. up uh, hanging out a little more. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he was telling me about that Cody Rhodes thing. He oh. showed me a picture and I was just like, oh, man, they did not. Yeah, that was not brutal. makeup. They didn't fake that because it got more purple in the ring as time went on. It was ooh, it was yeah. gruesome. And you could just tell it's like something like burst. Yes. <laughs> Bursted inside of it. Yes. Like, yes, you know a whole chain of blood vessels. It or was, something. Uh, oof. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. yeah, he he cares. You can't say he doesn't care. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, I, that's funny that you're getting into the wrestling stuff again. At it's least just even like, just a little bit. It's like a it's just ahead, a brain ahead. dead popcorn, you yeah. know, quasi sports entertainment thing to watch, and you know, and it's big spectacle, and you know, I you know, I'm I'm 
when I'm otherwise very busy, it's just a way to kind of turn off your brain at night once in a yeah, once like a something, month or so. Something on to occupy your mind a little bit. It's yep. even like maybe even perfect if you're not watching it. Like, cause a lot of, most of the time I was like getting together with friends, but if, when I would just like watch NXT, yeah. I would yeah be like playing some switch or working on yeah. something else on the side and yeah. just kind of like, you know, especially if you're watching it after the fact, you can just kind of rewind. Like, exactly. oh, I'm, oh, I missed something. That was kind of Fast exciting. Fast forward me... through a match you don't care about, which, yeah, that's exactly how I watch most of those. I don't typically watch them live. Yeah. I get the replay that night when it's when it's on, and I fast forward through probably, like, most of half of the matches well, until, and like, all the, the talking end. and stuff, yes. like, especially WWE yes. can be so egregious yes. with that stuff. And yep. some, of, some of the announcers are so annoying. You're just like, oh, my God. God. Some of, they're funny, but and you know, I don't even know who announces anymore. But although they're saying also some of that stuff was heavily influenced by Vince McMahon, where he was like in their ear the whole time. So, you know, they're, they're even saying that stuff is like potentially going to be better than it was before. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. I'm curious to see, you know, it's not like he's still not gonna reap the benefits in some way, shape, or right. form. He's still got well, the whatever. stocks, you know, but yeah. he's not involved anymore at all. Yeah, apparently. It, it's just definitely nice to just be like, get that guy out of yeah, here. I've been kind of waiting out. for the day, and I'm I'm kind of glad it's not like oh he's dead, like because I don't want to be like, yeah good he's dead get out of here right you know right but it feels better to be like oh cool like now people I don't think people really liked him anyways no but now people like can be like justifiably point at reasons to actively hate him <laughs> and be like okay yeah he sucks and be done with it yep yep. Good old Vincent. <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon. Oh, my God. His middle name was Kennedy. I just, uh, yeah. Oh Shane O'Mac. Good old Shane O'Mac. <laughs> I do like Shane. I don't yeah, know, I mean, yeah, I don't know about him as a real likeable. person, but it, I always like. He's not he involved, cool. surprisingly. I, I figured yeah. he would have been involved, you know, but uh, no, not really. He can't, he comes in and out because yeah. he would like, he left for a while and then he'd come back in and then he would leave for a while. I think him and Vince have a. I would wager. I'm sure their whole family has a weird relationship. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine. I mean, any family, if you got that much money and running a business together, it's got to be complicated. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure he said some some very sweet things to his his only son, you know. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And the thing I mean, talk about, you know, talking about putting it on the line for the company, too. That guy's done some fucking crazy. Yeah, all he's known for is basically doing like the the Mick Foley spots, like the mankind (laughs) fall from a million feet in the air spots. Say a little say a little prayer and jump off the scaffolding. (laughs) Just like. Oh, man. Yeah. Either that or like doing the his uh, I think it's called the coast to coast where he like jumps all the way across from turnbuckle to the other yeah. side of the ring and kicks somebody usually with like a trash can or something. <laughs> <laughs> what a weird signature move, because I feel like it's always a steel like aluminum trash can. Sure. Like he sets him up in the corner with like the trash bin, like, yeah. you know, wedged between the ropes. I guess, that you know, it's usually I guess typical under the ring. Uh, yeah. You need, to, you need to be a little, you know, clever with your cheats and your gimmicks when you're not going to be the best wrestler out there. You know, you got to you got to find another avenue. So, yeah. And he'd always have the fancy footwork. Mm-hmm. I, I always did. I would I would always root for him in a weird yeah. way. Oh, like, me he's too. Like, he's yeah. underdog every time. He's always you know, he's never expected to win. And yeah, again, he's always going to throw it out there. So. Yeah. Yep. He's you could tell he's like, OK, this is my one match. <laughs> this is my, the one chance I'm going to get. So this year to have like a match that matters, so. which I mean, like, yeah, if you're going to throw your body on the line like that, you, you at least you're only doing it like once ish a year. So you got time to recover. 
Yeah. I just worry, man, is that guy ever prepared physically for that? I don't know. I'm sure he he, he does always look pretty jacked and roided up as well. Sure, so. why not? You know, so was Vince in his, like, 60s. Yeah, he got in the ring quite a few times, you know, pretty late in his career. And, like, he he would look, like, super old, but yeah. still, like, super hulked out yeah. at the same time. Just, like, yeah. wearing those black tank tops. Just mm-hmm. like, oh, man. <laughs> kind of looking like a psychopath. Well, yeah. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> Suits him well. Uh-huh. Suits him well. Mm-hmm. Always got those bursting blood vessels or like whatever, you know, those veins yep. in the corner That's of his temples. What steroids and things do for you. Lots of yep. stress. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Totally. Uh, and that's oh, the man. wrestling segment. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. <laughs> I'm surprised we had that much to talk about on the wrestling end. That's great. Yeah, I don't Yeah, it's just, it's, I guess that's one of my guilty pleasures. I suppose. Hey, it was me for me for a long time. Yeah. Again, especially when like Glenn and DJ and I would hang out. Yeah. It's just like, okay, excuse. Like it was like almost for a while. It was like my place is to get together for yeah. wrestling. Apparently, uh, one last wrestling thing is apparently um, the developer of like WWF No Mercy and WrestleMania. I was just going to bring up those games. Yeah. (laughs) So the developer, or at least some folks involved, maybe the producer director, some folks involved with those games is developing the AEW game that apparently is going to release pretty soon. So I'm kind like I've had like a side eye on that for a little while. Like, hmm. I don't even know why I didn't even consider there being an AEW video game. Yeah, yeah. they've been working on one. So That's interesting. I'm, I'm curious. I'm curious. Who made those? That's not, that wasn't Jax. No, I want to say Ukes, right? but that might not be correct either. THQ was the publisher. Yeah, but, I think uh, Jax was the action figures now that I think about it, <laughs> or, or one of the brands. I used to collect a bunch, like the Bendums. Did you ever get those figurines? They were like kind of flex, like Gumby style figurine, yeah. figurines. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I know was such what you're a talking sucker about. for those. 